Society's 31 Days of Horror. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast, and this is the 31 Days of Horror. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. Well, the Zisu for the first time this month. First time. Um, he'll be back for a few more times. We got some other things under our sleeve. We're going to tackle yep. some TV shows. And, of course, we got to do some reality TV horror stuff for you guys. Yeah. So we, we've been lacking on the uh, the Big Brother live feeds. Um, yeah, we got to check in with that, too, at some point. Because, uh, yeah, we're running we're running out of season. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we'll, we'll do that, everyone. We'll get that to you over on the, the spotify feed so but tonight we are coming at you with the what the hell oh 2007s uh we're leaving the 80s uh boys and girls and we're going to 2007 well we left the we left the 80s when we did um do, 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 do those short films you guys heard um and i did it oh the uh maniac and the remake and the strangers we did both of those so those were in the 2000s so anyway we're in the early 2000s i believe the first strangers was early 2000s as well i don't remember <laughs> but anyway we are here with 2007's horror mystery 30 days of night somebody please god no god what are they to make vampires <laughs> Vampires don't exist. They're coming. Who are they? Thirty days of night. Rated R. Well, if you listen to the regular show, you've probably heard this a million times, but I feel obligated to add it here. Uh, what inspired me being part of this was uh, once upon a time, I, I got it mixed up because those early years of con, some of the stuff blends together, but it turns out it looks like it was our second year of, uh, of the three of us, you, me and Joel going to uh, San Diego comic-con. I think that was also the year that uh, Sherry and Dusty joined us in that second year but uh it just so happened you me and joel ended up uh in one of the hotel rooms if you ever attended san diego comic-con you'll know uh throughout the evening sometimes throughout the night uh they have some of the rooms where you can sit and watch uh films they play films and we came in and i hadn't seen this film and uh it was in the uh, the little uh grocery store scene if you're familiar with the film and i was like into it and then after that scene in it i turned to the nez i was like like wow that was pretty good and both uh the nez and joel had uh drifted off fallen asleep and then like a second later uh like a usher type person came by i was like you guys can't sleep in here you gotta go so we rolled out but i was like I was intrigued uh, just off of that. It wasn't something that I'd seen in the theaters, but uh, I have told that story probably at least 10 times now on the main show. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think we've ever covered this on anything. Right. So, no. just of the course. Story. Just the story. <laughs> yeah, the story we, we, I, we, we've told many times, but uh, for those of you that are new to this, uh, to this whole year of the 31 Days of Horror, um, welcome. And yeah, that was a story that we we've told throughout the years. And this one, um, I went to the panel. Um, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was a graphic novel or anything. I just was like, okay, I knew who Josh Hartnett was. Uh, he was there, and they they showed some clips. I don't remember what the clips were, but I was like, wow, man, this looks good. And then I noticed that it was a graphic novel because when I went out into the exhibit hall, I saw that there was. Um, I assume since they were hyping up this movie, they were they were really showing me the the graphic novels everywhere. I have not read it yet. I have not picked it up. I do um, I do want to get it. Uh, I, I believe it was a three issue mini series, but I think you can get the whole paper trade or, or the hardcover of it. Um, I'm just gonna get if if it's a hardcover. I'm not really sure. I'm just gonna get that one or the their paper trade. But uh, 30 Days of Night, the film came out October 19th 
2007. And this will be dropping on <laughs> October 19th. So, yeah, it'll be the anniversary. <laughs> so, uh, in the in the far northern Hampshire, uh, a small town of Barrow, Alaska, experiences a solid month of darkness every year. Though most of the residents head south for the winter, some townspeople remain behind. However, those that stay regain their decision when one year hungry vampires descend on burrow to feed sheriff uh eben eben or however you say his name his wife uh and his dwindling band of survivors must try to last until dawn breaks over burrow's marring twilight month month-long twilight i'm sorry that was uh imdb oh i'm sorry that was google imdb after an alaskan town is Plagued in the darkness for a month, it is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. All right. So I knew going into it, not knowing anything about it, that it was vampires because of what we saw in, in the panel. So, but when the movie came out, I was there that opening night because I was like, all right, this is, looks like something that's up my alley and I'm ready for it. But this stars Josh Hartnett, uh, Melissa George, Danny Hudson. He was. Um, a young version of uh, Stryker in one of the X-Men movies. Which X2. was it? Was it that one? Was that Pretty the one sure. when they... No? Uh, I think it was one when they were, when they were younger. Because wasn't it... Um... Oh, yeah. You mean uh, what, Days of Future Past? Yeah, that Okay, he, he was a young Stryker in that. Because what's his name? Uh, Johnny Knoxville's dad in the ringer was, <laughs> was striker in, in X2. So, um, yeah, that's what, uh, what I remember him from. So I was like, all right, cool, man. He, he did an awesome job as a head vampire. And this also stars, uh, Ben Foster, um, uh, Bobby, Mark Bone Jr. For those of you, uh, Sons of Anarchy fan, a Mark Rendell, Amber... Sensbury, Amaro Bennett, Megan Fen- French, I think that's her name. She was uh, the female vampire Iris. I met her at Comic Con. Awesome woman. Uh, Joel Toback, Elizabeth Harthorne, Nathaniel Lees, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Real quick, was- uh, Mark Boone Jr. plays Bo. Uh, he was in the first season of Mandalorian. That uh, the oh, one with right, all the rugged, yeah, he was with all the rugged like outlaws who like it was Mando's like old crew, and uh, yeah, so that was awesome. <laughs> he looked the same in Thirty Days a Night as he did all those years later in Mando. He looks the same in everything. I, well, I've seen yeah. him in. Uh, <laughs> so he was also in the. Was he the Dark Knight or? Or Batman Begins. I can't remember. He was in one of those ones, but he's oh, yeah, always I mean, looked. Seen it right here. Batman Begins. Yeah, he, and he was, he's, he's a been... detective in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh, and he was in Memento. Yeah. I don't remember that one either. That's the one that movie when it was all in reverse, right? Right. That one's uh, hella good. That was um. Was that Nolan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll have to uh, rewind that one. What's his name? Guy Pierce. Yeah, Memento is hella good. And it like stands up, even though when you know, like it's awesome the first time when you don't know that it's in reverse, but even when you know, it's like it just works so well. Because like the final thing that it gets to like makes it make all sense. Like why everything happened that you already saw. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah. So this was directed by David Slade. Not sure what else this gentleman has directed. Um, Hard Candy. That was that was a good movie. I think everyone should watch that. Now he also directed uh, Bandersnatch. I still never saw that. Black Mirror. Um, Twilight Saga. Eclipse. I seen that one. Um, I'm not sure which one it was. I saw that I hated. 
Oh, I didn't hate. I think it was the ending that I the very very last Twilight movie is that I went. Uh, I gritted my teeth at the end of that one. I was mad. Well, it looks like he's got uh, thirty nine director credits, but I can't. I'll expand below. Duh. He's done a lot of TV. Um, American Gods. Oh, excuse me, Hannibal. Um, written a lot of other stuff. But anyway, yeah, Thirty Days of Night. So when did you actually see this for the first time? Um, see, the weird thing is, um, it's one of those that like I kind of put together over the years. I was first inspired by um the seeing it at comic-con that made me interested but then it was the kind of thing where it was like i would catch you know like it uh on cable back then when i when i had cable it was like oh yeah this is on i was like yeah i should check this out so you know i'd see it in parts like that so it was like a, a film i put together like that so um i don't know if this current rewatch was the first time i watched it like straight from 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 beginning to end but uh it definitely had been a while because uh like you said what this came out in uh 2007 and then yeah i first knew of it so that that comic-con 2008 so so that okay so you guys weren't with me when i was at this panel so if this was 2007 no. it was july of 2000 that was the first pun that first comic con you went to right 2007 so we were at that con but i don't think we were at that panel with you. okay i think man we all started in hall h and then you guys left to go see whatever somewhere else right. i stuck around because i wanted to see i wanted to see something that was later on and this was in between all of that for whatever day we were in there and i remember going wow this is awesome um, I believe they did film this all um, not in Alaska. It was in a, I want to say in a film, uh, a film studio in, um, I think, New Zealand. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here on the IMDb. Yeah, because when I was talking to Megan, the, the, the Iris, the female vampire, I was asking her where they filmed it. I said, was this all like outside in Alaska? She was like, no, it was in New Zealand in, in a studio. Actually, it, just, it, it was, looks like it was like most of it was there because what I'm seeing here, yeah, Auckland, New Zealand, this regional park in New Zealand, Hobsonville, Snow Farm, and then yeah, this in the studio in uh, New Zealand, Queenstown, yeah, yeah, because that's what she was telling me. And then when when the Blu-ray and all that came out, I watched all the special features, and you see that it was filmed in in a studio. Um, I'm sure there was some outside shot somewhere, but majority of it, I mean, all the dark, dark scenes, uh, was in a studio. They built this, this town, uh, in, in the big giant hangar or wherever it was. And, uh, they did say it was cold in there. They made it like a, like an ice box. So, um, it was, it was pretty cold. Probably not as cold as, as we all thought it is, but I don't know. Every time I watch this movie, it makes me feel cold. Yeah. Uh, any, any movie shot in the snow just makes me feel cold so but um yeah so i mean this one uh, it was it was pretty much to the point of just some people um in the town of burrow alaska uh, everyone's just preparing for uh the 30 days of night and people were all leaving town everyone that wanted to be gone was already gone and the people that were staying were already just pretty much uh ready for the winter I assume the winter's bad during this time. That's why uh, they leave, or maybe they just don't want to be in the dark for thirty days. I don't. Well, think... that's a real thing, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's times where it's thirty days where it's all dark, and then there's times where it's like it never gets dark. Right. The uh, opposite. Yeah. I only know that because of that movie Insomnia, another Nolan film, awesome hey. film. I love that one. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Robin Williams. Um. And I don't think, I don't know, me mentally, I don't think I could handle something like that to where it's dark constantly and um, just daylight all the time. I remember watching like uh, Alaskan Cops 
and it was two in the morning and they were chasing somebody during i was like well, i was like two in the why is it two in the morning and then uh i think it was renee was the one oh there's years when it, the sun doesn't go down i was like what and that was mind-blowing to me <laughs> i was right. like damn I didn't, I didn't know that and uh yeah I, yeah i don't even, i don't think i could i would want to leave too but first of all i mean i give it up to all those people that are up in 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 those small little towns or if you guys watch uh first alaskans uh that series that's on um disney plus uh those uh natives up there the alaskan natives i mean they they keep it real real up there i hey i'm native as much as i can but i'm a city native and i don't think i can do that <laughs> i mean i keep it as real as much as i can but they keep it like a million percent real and live off the land and everything up there so shout out to those guys watch that show uh native alaskans if you are first alaskans or is it native i can't remember what it's called something alaskans on um uh disney plus anyway so they're up there everyone's getting ready to get out of town uh the townspeople are staying are getting ready to stay uh there's um one lady she is trying to get out of town uh stella olson she is i assume she's just still his wife but uh they're in the process of uh getting a divorce uh sheriff uh, is eben is that what they kept calling i think i thought they were calling him eben. So. but anyway josh harnett's character she's trying to leave but she doesn't make it out of town she kind of gets stuck there. Oh, let me go back a little bit. Before, I mean, the, one of the very first things we see is we see a, a big giant ship just coming up and not really docking, just basically just posting out on the outskirts of uh, wherever this the city or this this town is. And we see somebody walking across the snow and everything. And that's when we see um, Ben Foster's character, the stranger. At this point, we don't know who or what he is. He's just kind of, we see that big ship in the background, then we just see him walking. So, and then we go to the town and we see everyone getting all ready. But yeah, Estella, she doesn't make it out of town. Um, she calls Eben, okay, I didn't make the flight, so can you uh, come pick me up? And we do notice the the tension he has when when he see when he looks at his phone and sees her, he's kind of like, uh. But then he's like, hey, and she goes, hey, I didn't make it, and he's like, mm, well, I'm kind of busy. I'm gonna send uh, uh, one of the guys to come get you. So she's like, huh, all right. So someone goes and picks her up, and it's just one of the, his other buddies, another deputy, and he's kind of like, hey, well, if you need a place to stay, you know, you can come crash with me and the family and all that, but. You're going to have to tell us what's going on between you two. And she's kind of like, uh. So as this is all going on, things are starting to go kind of haywire in town. Um, they get a call and they find a big old burnt pile of uh, cell phones. And, and they don't know why. Why would people steal these and take them out there? And then things start to go uh, wrong. Uh, somebody's uh, all Somebody's dogs all got killed. Um, and just crazy things like that. Something basically people, I mean, um, their communications are being cut off the phones, the internet, all of that. And they're not sure what's happening. There's uh, guys up in these substations, uh, a guy, I think it was the power station. And then there's like a oil, there's oil, the uh, refine, not refineries, but oil pipeline places up there. And there's guys that are up there working as well. And then people slowly start to be taken out. Um, I know the guy at the power station, he bought it. Um, the, the three people at the um, um, at the, the, the pipeline, uh, one of them gets killed. No, two of them get killed. And the lady, she ends up getting away. Uh, I remember that. So, but, and then, oh, the, when they, they got the call for the power station, um, they go up there and they they can't find the guy there. But when they're outside, they find his head uh, like on a stake, and they're like, "Fuck!" They don't know what's happening, so they kind of race back into town. Um, the stranger, Ben Foster, he he goes into the local um, diner and he's wanting uh, raw hamburger meat. His little crazy accent. He just Ben Foster is an amazing actor. Everything I've seen him in is is awesome. That one movie he did with Captain Kirk, um, you know what I'm talking about? Um, 
Somebody's yelling it. Mm. Hell or High Water. Have you seen that? Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that movie was awesome. He was badass in that. And he's he's been, he was also in uh, The Punisher, the one with um the second Punisher movie, not the... Warzone. No, that's not the second one. The first Punisher movie was the original, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Thomas Jane, he was in uh, that one. Oh. He was one, one of his neighbors. If you guys haven't seen that Punisher movie, when uh, John Travolta was the bad guy. Uh, we need to do a re- uh, rewatch for um, Warzone. Um, rest in peace. Um, what's his name in Ahsoka? Ray Stevenson? No, yeah, but what was his name? Oh, Balin Skull. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, we're going to have to do our wrap-up on Ahsoka. Oh, man. <laughs> that was an amazing series, everyone, if you guys haven't watched it. Um, I finally got to since I'm, well, I'll get into it on a regular show. But we're not getting that until next month. So right. episode 300, everyone. I should be somewhat a little better by then. Um, allergies still. I'm sorry, everyone. This month has been hell for my allergies. I don't know why. I don't want to blame the new dog because I've had a dog before <laughs> and it never bothered me. But the allergies really just turned into a cold and I'm just <coughs> coughing, sneezing, everything. So I'm sorry you had to hear all the sniffles and, and all that every ep- pretty much every episode this month. So, But hopefully by Halloween I'll, I'll sound maybe a yeah. tidge better. <laughs> but <Hopefully>. anyway, <laughs> a little fun so, little timestamp of when we're recording this for you, just because if you keep up with the show, you know who I am as a huge Warriors fan. It's only the preseason, but they're playing the Kings, and the Kings were winning the all game, and uh, Steph hit a last second game winner. The Warriors are undefeated in the preseason. Kind of funny. I don't even know why they were playing this late, but uh, I'll be quiet on that. We're back to 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> So let me read some stuff right here while, while I'm on that. It says, the night of the um, D- 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 Olsen investigates and learns that, okay, it's a strange wife. The night a band of vi- vampires led by Marlowe attacks and slaughters most of the townspeople forcing Evans' family to survive several. F- Damn, this synopsis jumps way ahead. But anyway, okay. So, I mean, I'll get to that one. So, yeah, we're introduced. I mean, the stranger, he's in there wanting raw hamburger and everyone's. Uh, starting to get scared of him and then uh evan shows up and he goes in there and trying to come on man let's get out of here and he goes i just want my i just want my order my raw hamburger and all that and he kind of gets up and gets in uh, evan's face and he goes, you don't know what's coming or something something to that like death is coming for you uh something like that because he's trying to warn everyone but then they're like you know what so he's trying to he's getting ready to step to olsen and then here comes uh stella she from she is a i don't know if she was still a deputy in there or she might have been maybe left when they when they separated but she pulled out her gun and stuck it to the back of his head and said i think you need to calm down so i ended up taking him to the police station and they have him locked up and back in the police station we got uh evan's brother uh jake and uh i think it was his aunt that, that works there and um so they're like, yeah, just lock him up and we'll we'll deal with him later because there was so much going on that he had to deal with uh, in town. That's when they were finding all these other things. And then because, uh, oh, that's when they he was telling us, look, um, call, uh, I guess, the next town over, however far that was, and see how they're doing. And then that's when um, his uh, receptionist, his aunt, tried to call and the lines weren't working and tried to use the Internet and everything was out. So that's when they were like, oh, I think this is, the, I think, I can't remember the exact order. That's when they found that guy's head at the power station. So they're like, oh, my God. So they're slowly starting to think. And then things are starting to uh, go haywire and everything. And then we were introduced to, to the band of vampires. They all come, like, walking into town. And they're, like, kind of all dressed up in, not like suits or anything, but they're they're nicely dressed. They're not... Um, not too nice, like Dracula and the gang, but they're, they're not wearing t-shirts and stuff like that. They're not like the Lost Boys, but man, I love how the Lost Boys were dressed. I mean, it, I, I wish I, well, if I was in shape, I probably could, but I, anyway, shout out to Billy Worth. He was awesome in that film. But anyway, so, um, 
at first I thought they were Russian vampires because um, someone was telling me, he goes, yeah, I mean, they came from Russia because they came over, I guess, the top or yeah, that's around. What I thought they, that's what I thought. But they were saying, no, the language they were speaking was vampire. <laughs> I don't know whatever language they were speaking. Was it was like Romanian or Transylvanian or whatever? I I have no idea. I'm I'm looking on here. I don't. I don't see uh, <laughs> what language they were speaking. If anyone knows, I mean, let us know because I, I I don't know. Um, I but thought I thought they did drop something in the film though about like Russia or Russian or something. I, I, don't I thought know. there was something in the film about that. I don't I don't remember unless you remember exactly when. Um, uh, I, I wasn't it the Ben Foster character. I don't know. I, might I thought they that. came from. I mean, I thought they. I don't know. I thought they came from Russia. I don't know. That's why. I, th- I mean, I don't remember them kind of mentioning Russia. I, I thought that's where. Yeah. Um. I thought that's what they were speaking, but I, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't know my uh my Russian dialect or whatever they call their language. Um. So I don't know. I mean, again, I mean, I'm. I'm I have no idea. I mean, if if it was Russian, it's Russian, but I I, I don't know. But I, I did like that they didn't speak English. And there were subtitles in, in the languages they were using. I thought that was awesome. I, I really loved it. Um, uh, so it's cool that there is subtitles so we know uh, what we were saying. But I remember right before this movie came out on Blu-ray, there was a bootleg going around. And my friend had it. And there was no subtitles. And he was like, what are they saying? I went, I don't know. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, said, I said, you can kind of get it. <laughs> but what yeah, they were you saying you kind of get it you don't really need to know it's you can figure <laughs> yeah so when uh, then all of a sudden like all hell breaks loose um the, the vampires start to attack i mean some one guy is in his house and he's talking to his wife and then he goes into the other room and he hears and then he goes running in uh oh no they're in the kitchen and then something comes crashing into the into their uh kitchen uh through the window and they're like they're kind of like what is that and then they show them really fast but we see somebody kind of start to get up it was, it was one of the vampires with bald heads and then all of a sudden it happens so fast he like runs and grabs that lady and pulls her out of the out of the window and her husband's like ah he runs out and chases her and tries it and he's get she's getting dragged under the house because all the houses are up kind of on stilts um so he's chasing her and he's trying to hold on to her and she gets dragged under and he's like oh my god i, I think he did take a scratch uh, from one of the vampires so then the- there's that happening and then all of a sudden like all hell is breaking loose in this town and i thought that shot over the the town was amazing when um you just see all the vampires. I mean, it's I don't know if it was a drone shot or whatever it was. It was like they just they just started going haywire and it was just killing fools. You see people, the townspeople fighting the vampires because you just see them just with shotgun blasts and, and everything, and everybody is just running for their lives. And uh, the 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 snow is just blood red and everything. I just thought it was awesome. And, and there's a scene where um, the main guy, um, what's his name, Marlo and Iris, they go into a house and they take out this couple, um, basically telling them there's no escape. And uh, they kill uh, both of them. Uh, Marlo pins a guy to the wall and then Iris goes to work on the other lady and just starts chomping on her neck. And I did like this scene when Marlo walks over to the uh, to little hi-fi and spins the record and then sticks his needle or his finger fingernail onto it and it starts playing uh the song and then that's when it goes into everybody just hell on earth in this town everybody trying to run for their lives i love the like i said i love the way they shot this because so much is happening everybody is just running for their lives vampires female and male are flying all over they're not flying but they're jumping and attacking and killing everybody and they're pulling people out of the windows from the second floors Guys trying to climb fences and getting attacked uh, by like just rabid wolves and people just getting just chewed up 
And after they pretty much run through the whole town and everybody that kind of uh, gets away, they uh, all uh, end up uh, into the, uh, I think it was the diner that they all end up get into. But what I did like about um, is uh, when Marlo was telling the rest of the vampires, was like, look, don't turn anybody. Every, just everybody needs to be killed. So in order for none of these people that got bit to be turned as you had to decapitate him he was like just pull all their heads off <laughs> so i was like wow it was crazy um because they were basically this was just to feed on so i, I mean to, thinking about it now i'm like all right if you just went there to kill all these people just to eat, eat them um so they just roll move on to the next town because i don't know how often uh vampires have to feed so and it seems i don't seem they think they drained them because it seems like they bit them sucked what they could out and then went on to the next one so i don't know how how many vampires do you think there was i'd say at least from what we see when we see all of them standing there maybe like 10 if that uh, maybe a touch more i was gonna say 20 ish yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe we just saw what what could fit in the screen <laughs> at the time. Um, oh, be, before before all hell broke loose, there was a scene in the um, in the uh, um, da, 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 the with Ben Foster in the um, in the police station when he was laying there because they kind of got him in there, and he was starting to tell them crazy things like yeah there's nowhere for you guys to run and uh, you guys are basically telling them you you guys are in trouble you don't know what's coming and then they're coming he kept saying they kept saying they're coming and they they was like who and then when shit started happening that's when Eben came back to the um police station oh um before Eben came in um uh ben foster the stranger he was talking to uh jake and uh, his aunt and they were uh just kind of he was going back and forth kind of scaring him and jay got mad and told him to shut up and threw something at him and then he, the ben foster was like i can pick this up and maybe uh use it to pick the locks or whatever so he right rushed over there and tried to grab it and then uh, the stranger grabbed jake and was holding him up jake is uh, evan's brother holding him against the thing that's when evan came running in and shot him in like in the shoulder or something like that and then he came in and is like, who's doing this? Who's coming for us? And there were, he was, he wouldn't tell him. And he was just like, oh my God. He was like, well, what are we going to do? And then, yeah, every, that's then, then all hell broke loose uh, in the town. And uh, they just left him there. So everybody is pretty much held up in the, um, in the diner. And it says the night that the night of the band of vampires led by Marlowe attacks and slaughters the townspeople, forcing Evans family and several other survivors to take shelter in a boarding house. Uh, OK, they started off in and I think it was the diner and then he told everyone to go home. All hell broke loose. Then they kind of met up at the police station and then they said they, they needed to go somewhere where they can hold up for however many days. I think was this like the this was the very first day one. Or, day, right. or night night one when it all yeah. started. Yeah. It, and told them, look, we need to go somewhere and just hold up until the sun comes up. <laughs> or, or maybe somebody will come uh, and, and try to save us. I mean, I was I was waiting for someone to come and waiting for them to all get slaughtered. But that never happened. And that's probably what would have happened if uh, someone just couldn't get a hold of that town and someone came to investigate. And they probably all would have got killed. <laughs> So everyone was held up in that in that attic. Um, there was one guy. His his dad was kind of elderly and uh, not all there. Maybe he had to, some dementia. Um, they were just trying to be quiet up there, and they the vampires tried to trick them. They had some lady walking down the street, uh, yelling, saying, "Hey, help!" And then they were looking out, and then people they were starting to think about, "Oh, we should save her." And they're like, "No, look up, look up on the roofs." And you see the vampires jumping from roof to roof in the dark. Basically, she was uh, the bait to get someone to come out before everyone jumped. Um, so they're kind of like, well, there, there ain't nothing we can do. 
for her. So they were just trying to hold up in there. Um, yeah, that old man with dementia, he kind of just gets fed up and he wants to leave. Uh, he doesn't, he's not in the right state of mind. So he ends up kind of leaving and, uh, his son goes running after him and they all go after him. And then, uh, all hell breaks loose again outside, uh, with vampires. Um, then they, they're starting to realize that they're not, they can't, they need stuff to survive. So they go to a, um, um, I guess the local mini mart or general store. Cause they go in there and say, look, you need, we need to get batteries. We need propane. We need food and everything. So they kind of go in there and start, uh, and medicine and stuff. So they go in there and start scavenging for what they can, what they can get. Then they hear something in the background and they go, uh, look, and there's this little girl. She's down there, uh, chomping on somebody. And she's like, I'm done playing with them. Now I play with you or whatever she says. <laughs> and then she I think that's what Gage said in Pet Cemetery. But anyway, speaking Pretty of Pet Cemetery, this is the scene from uh, Comic Con. Yeah, go to um, <laughs> uh, go over to horrorrituals.com and listen to our Pet Cemetery uh, Bloodlines and Pet Cemetery Two show. Uh, I think it's up by now. But anyway, <laughs> so they they have to fight this little girl in there, and they're like, "What the hell?" Because she ends up uh, attacking them and everything. So they start chasing them. They end up catching her, and then um, they they hold her up, and she's for a little vampire. I mean, I know they they get some kind of strength, so she starts uh, fighting them. I mean, uh, Eben he's swinging an axe at her, and he kind of gets the best of her. Someone sprays some uh, I don't know uh, repellent or that um mace or whatever in her face, so that kind of stops her for a second. But then uh, she she gets thrown off and they all kind of bum rush her and they hold her up against the wall and she's fighting and screaming. I love the sounds they make when they're screaming and someone's trying to like, yeah, I'll get the axe, get the axe. And then all of a sudden, woof, so starts cutting and it's Jake, Evan's brother, that young kid. And he hacks that little girl's head off and he. He's just like in shock and everything. I'm like, well, what the fuck did I just do? So, I mean, but man, he had to do it. He's seen what happened so far. All this is going on and the days are slowly starting to go, to go by on and on. So, um, and then just, just more hell on earth. And then they're kind of starting to get tired of just being stuck there. So Jay or, uh, yeah, was it Jay? Yeah. No, Eben, he's um kind of letting everyone know. Look, we we need we need to get out of here. If we're gonna survive, it, it it's gonna be us. No one's gonna come help us. So they're like, all right, they end up going. Um, he goes, we need we need to get some other place, and because they're, they're talking about, well, we, the only true weapon we can have is wait for the sun to come up. And they're like, well, what if how, what if we bring the sun to them? And they're like, what do you mean? They said over at somebody's house, I can't remember, has a um. An ultraviolet light so they're like oh okay so Evan rushes over there and uh he kind of gets into the house as the va- as the vampires are chasing him he he wires it up gets it all ready to go and i think someone had to go with him because they needed to start up the generator so he can have uh power uh in the house so once they got it going um the vampires came iris She's the one. I only remember her name because she was one of the main vampires. She uh, rushes in. And when she opens the door, Evan turns on that big ultraviolet light and just burns her face. And she's, ah, she falls down. And then they kill the generator. And then that goes off. So Evan gets the hell out of there. So it says, okay, here's, let me read this. Um... No, where am I? Forcing his family to survive the born hell in an attic. All right, Marlo finds the stranger. Oh, okay, yeah, Marlo and the gang went to the uh, police station and they find uh, the stranger, uh, Ben Foster's character. He's tied up, um, or still handcuffed to the to the um, to the jail cell, to the bars, and he's kind of like, well, he's like, I didn't tell him anything. And um, and he was telling me he he thought um they were gonna turn him, but he he did they didn't. 
Because I don't know. I think um, when Eben came back and he was still there, he goes, they didn't turn me. They didn't turn me. And he, he was all mad. So that when Marlon and them came, he kind of like looked at him. But they ended up just killing him. Because it says, um, Bo has to blow. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Marlo's. Uh, creates the diversion. Marlo, da, 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 da. Marlo crushes his. Oh, no, that was that was Bobby. He gets his head crushed. Uh, oh, no, they snapped um, the stranger's neck because when he was talking to me, like, had both hands around his head and then just psh, snapped it really quick. So he was dead. And that's when all the the whole stuff with the store happened and everything. And they got out. Um, there was more stuff for them. Like we again, we got to get out of here. Uh, Jake or Evan, uh, he ends up trying to get out and run. And uh, he's almost getting caught. He oh, he comes across while he's running out uh, in the snow. He hears um the the gentleman that his wife that they got pulled out of the the kitchen he hears someone calling his name he's like evan evan and then he looks over and he sees um the guy under the house i can't remember his name and he's like he goes what what are you doing he goes, what are you doing under there and he was said he was looking for his wife and and he's like oh man he's like well come on man just come with me come with me we'll, we'll, we'll go find some somewhere to safety but when that guy comes out of the shadows and uh and and stands up and evan looks at him he sees that he's a vampire because he's got those black black eyes and his teeth are all super sharp that's what i loved how the vampires looked and i don't think this guy was fully turned yet but he was getting there because evan notices and he gets away from him and then that guy starts uh chasing after him and evan was like just trying to trying to get away from him because he knows and then that guy just rah and tries to tries to bite Eben, but he ends up uh, fighting him off. He shoots him a couple of times, and then he gets over to um, uh, I think it was a wood pile, and he he pulls a, he pulls out an axe and then just starts swinging it at that guy, and then just cuts cuts him in the neck, and then just cuts his cuts his head off. That's what I loved about this. They weren't afraid to go for it with the. Uh, of course, some of it was CGI, but there was a lot of practical effects and and the blood and and, and guts and uh, the, there was not really guts, but the blood and the the deheaded de- de- decapitations and everything. They weren't afraid to uh, show us that, so I thought that was really cool. But yeah, more more of Eben trying to save the day, and then uh, Bobby. He's he's only Bobby in my eyes. Everybody, he has um, one of those big snowplow things i don't know what that big i assume that cuts the snow that thing that was in the front of it because yeah, he's snow a snowplow thing yeah he he's uh he's driving down the road and he's got like a big old box at first i thought it was just road flares but i think there was some dynamite or something in it because it was like ah oh, now it's my turn so he's like Probably running the best scene to me that's yeah him it was like a standout, and especially the snowplow scene was like probably the scene of the of the film for me. Yeah, because he was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" And because uh, once he once he got the um the whole thing going, I mean, he he was just hauling ass down the road, and then that that the cops or the cops the um, the vampires were all chasing after him, and, and he was just like, "Oh my god." He, he was just he was he was hauling ass, and Bobby was just slight. He's by again. He's Bobby in my eyes. Everybody, he's just hauling down the road, just running over vampires. He's got a shotgun. He's just he's just blasting fools. That big thing that's cut, I guess, cuts the snow. Is he's cutting vampires in half? And I don't know how many vampires he took out, but he took out a few because um, he was he even blew one of the one of the vampires' heads off with a shotgun. So once he kind of does what he does, the best one I, I thought he killed is um, the one that jumped on the on the windshield. And then he just um, he shot at him. And when he fell off, he fell forward and landed on that big uh, thing that cuts and just sliced him in half and threw two parts on him. He also had uh, bear traps uh, around because so, one of the vampires jumped on the back and stepped on one and he fell off. And now he's getting dragged uh, down the, down the road. And he, again, he's hauling ass, and yeah, there, there's more. There, there was more than ten that I said because it looks like there's like twenty of them running after him. So there was probably 
who knows, 30, 40 of them there total because there's so many of them. Because he killed a bunch of them in the scene. But then he kind of loses control and he ends up crashing into uh, one of the, the corner houses. And uh, I think he knows this is it for him because he jumps out. And this is when he lights the um, uh, the flare, the road flare. And uh, the vampires are all coming in. So he lights one of those, and then he just blows up uh, the whole place. Because when before he does that, man, he's got a shotgun, and, and he's blasting them. But then he ran out of, out of shotgun shells. So, And then he, he lights uh, the road flare and then just blows up the whole place. Because um, he, he had a, um, a box, and it looked like it was full of dynamite. So I mean I figured he should have just laid by one of those things and, and let it kill him instantly, but the force of the blast blew him out of that I didn't look some little corner house uh into the road. So he's laying there. And Eben is kind of in the cut, uh watching it all happen. Uh we see vampires running that are on fire, jumping out of that building, and Bobby's still kind of alive. So he's standing there. Or no, he's laying there on the ground and they all surround him and then marlo comes up to him steps on, on the back of his head and then he just basically he just crushes his skull with his boot uh awesome practical effect i thought that was pretty sweet so he, he ended up killing bobby and everybody's like still trying to like fuck what are we gonna do so they're all kind of held up again uh, i think oh no they went back to the police station and they're just trying to figure out what to do and this is when we find out that one of the guys was um uh was scratched and he was slowly turning into a vampire it was the older uh older gentleman he was talking about he goes it happened when we were when we were attacked in the store by that little girl and he goes i know what's happening to me and i know what's going to happen and i want you to take care of me before i fully turn and then he starts this part was sad because he starts telling a story about yeah um his uh his family got killed in a car accident and he was always um oh man thinking about killing himself but he could never he could never do it so he was like it's all right you know i i want you to to take care of me is what he said he said some more stuff but that was that was the bottom line. And I felt this scene, man. I mean, I, I felt it. I was totally in, in his in his boots. And it was a scary place. And I'm sure any of you that have lost a loved one, you've, you've been there too. So, I mean, that that's what I loved about this movie, man. Other than it was just bloody chaos and everything, they threw some real, some real life stuff into it. Because this scene, yeah, this scene always gets me uh, when I see it. So, Evan's like, all right. So him and the gentleman go into the next room and because we see like his eyes are turning black and he's starting to get the sharp teeth and he's crying, but he knows what needs to be done. And he goes into the other room. We don't see it. We just hear and we know that Eben chopped his head off and, and that was it. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it's different when you're just killing vampires and all that. And I'm sure it hurt Eben as well when he had to kill his other buddy that, that came at him in the snow and he had to cut his head off. I think that's when he realized this is how we're going to stop them. We got we to gotta cut their heads off. And so so while they're in there, they're kind of looking around and they, um, they notice uh, somebody flashing a light in the next house. So they're like, OK, we need to get over and see it was uh one of their friends it was uh one of the other deputies i can't remember his name i want to say his name was billy um so uh Eben goes over there and he he finds uh his deputy he's this oh this scene was rough too him and uh, Eben and uh stella go over there and uh they go in there and uh his deputy's sitting there crying he's like well, where, where's the rest of your family and he goes into the other room and he sees uh, a bed with the sheet over it but there's um there's blood on there and he's like what did you do what did you do and he starts telling him, he goes i didn't i didn't want them to 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 die he didn't basically he didn't want them to be killed by the vampires so he he killed them he shot them and then he was like i 
was gonna kill he was gonna kill himself but he ran out of bullets or the gun no he said the gun jammed and he's just sitting there just trying to cry and eben just what are you doing you don't do this to your family and just oh man i don't know what i would do i mean if i was eben and i had to come to the scene and i mean other than you're just trying to fend for your life man i i get i get what that guy was doing he didn't want his family to be torn apart by vampires so he in his way he figured that was the best to for him to end them that way end it quick for them instead he'd have to 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 fight and have all the blood sucked out of your body so they end up grabbing him and they go back to the police station but everybody's gone so they're trying to figure out where to go and um this is when they come across a little girl walking down the road and in, in, in the snow and they're like what the fuck and then she's doing the same thing she's out there for for bait uh they're trying to hide and um they're they're they're, they're hiding under the houses and then stella kind of runs out there uh and grabs her and then all the vampires come out and they start coming after them. another thing i loved about how they looked is um once they uh would chew you up or whatever suck all your blood they never wipe the blood from their mouths and their faces are pale white and it's just all the blood runs down the side of their faces and down their necks and i thought that was really sweet they made some figures man i wish i would have got them i never did they're probably high priced now but i always oh, thought they, were... they might not be i'll have to look so they end up taking that girl and they run off in their there's only a handful of them now and there's they make it up to the um oh no no they said uh after um evan and and stella got away they told everyone get to the um to the pipeline refinery or, or wherever it is and uh we'll hold them off there because they have generators and everything and all that and it's still going but the day they did notice that um the oil was starting to leak into the town and they were saying that um the, the vampires cut cut into the pipeline because they were they were gonna um, uh let all the oil run into town and then they were just gonna burn the oil light the oil on fire and just torch the whole town like and burn all the i assume all the bodies and everything so they end up racing up there they get up there and they see uh, everyone there that's still there um and the vampires are all kind of uh having their meetings because there's a big old scene with uh Marlo, Marlo telling everybody what they're gonna do and um <coughs> excuse me um we're gonna destroy them and then we're gonna move on uh to the next place so they all end up getting there and they're and they're trying to figure out uh what they're gonna do and um because I think at this point there is only um uh Eben Stella uh jake um the one lady that was uh one of the pipeline workers in the beginning when the two guys got killed she ended up surviving um the deputy guy that killed his family he made it up there as well and uh another older gentleman i believe um so they're all up there while they're inside the pipeline area uh one of the vampires jumps down and gets um the deputy guy and bites um but he bites him and then uh, Jake comes, or uh, I don't know why I keep calling him Jake. Um, he, <laughs> Evan comes running in with an axe, and they start fighting him. He hits him in the back, uh, and they all bum rush that vampire. And uh, everyone's fighting him, and he's, he's just handling them all. The uh, other deputy that got bit, he's he's laying there, slowly uh, just dying. Cause, and then uh, the big, the, the bald vampire that's fighting, there's only one vampire in there. He's fighting with Evan. And they're wrestling over by this, um, you know, those big metal grinder things. If you guys watch those videos, I don't know. I can watch those for hours of when people drop things in them. I hate, I, it bugs me to watch those things, but I don't know. I guess some kind of weird fascination with it. Um, anyway, so they're fighting with him. Uh, that vampire is trying to push Eben in there, but the deputy that got bit, he comes running over full speed, tackles that vampire and pushes him in to that little meat grinder thing and uh, i believe this was a practical effect i'm sure it was a dummy because he just gets mangled up and chewed up in that thing and the deputy falls in as well 
but his, his like hand went in there and it like chewed off his hand so he's ah he starts screaming but he knows he was bit because he, he pushes Eben away to get away from him because when he starts to yell and scream he's, he he starts to yell like a vampire and because uh, he got bit so um they know that he's uh turning into a vampire so Eben runs over grabs that axe and then just starts chopping at that guy uh it looks like it's cgi in the beginning but then it turns into a practical effect and he just slowly starts to hack that guy's head off so i mean that's what i loved about this movie again you guys know me i'm the blood and guts guy and <laughs> i loved every time they hack someone's head off so at this point they kind of figured out look there's no way we can get out of this unless uh we fight and the only they they know they can't fight them because they're not strong enough so Evan comes up with the idea of injecting himself with some vampire blood letting him turn into a vampire so he can at least fight them stop them so his uh, so his still his wife his wife and the other survivors and his brother can get away so he comes up with that idea he injects himself with some blood and then he starts to turn into a vampire and um that's when he goes out there and uh oh no stella isn't there yet she is stuck under a car with that little girl when when they saved her and that's when this is when the um the vampires lit the town on fire so that's when he goes down there to uh to help he's uh all vampired up and then he goes down there to fight him and then he 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 gets enough into him to where he does change because uh, he's get the black he gets the black eyes and then we see that his teeth are sharp and he goes down there to face the uh Marlowe and the gang i don't know why all the vamp- vampires didn't rush him but <laughs> he he just ends up uh fighting marlo i liked what he says because when when he comes walking up marlo looks at him and goes ah the one that fights and then they stare at each other and then they kind of go at it i mean it gave him enough time for stella and that little girl or for them to go in there and rescue her and get her for her to get the hell out of there so when uh marlo and uh eben go at it uh it's just them two they're, they're just kind of beating the hell out of each other um and marlo does realize that evan uh is a vampire now so um i don't know the what were these uh, like like blade were they born vampires or were they all turned vampires so i i don't know they never really went into that in in this movie maybe they do in in the graphic novels so but yeah they get into this uh, big old fight I thought it would have been epic. It was pretty good. It wasn't nothing to write home about, but because Evan was getting his ass beat through most of it, but then he slowly started to come back because when that guy kept talking to him and uh, talking all kinds of crazy shit to him, Evan was getting mad. And then Evan just like, ah, he just finally gets that last uh, strength because um, Marlo throws Evan across the, the snow. And then and when he comes running up to him, uh, like in a flying motion, like he's gonna just dive and land onto him. Eben just, with all his last strength, punches his hand all the way through uh, Marlo's mouth, like through his mouth, and it comes out of the back of his head. So he's dead. And then all the vampires are just, which I thought should have rushed him, but they didn't. They just look at him, and then they kind of slowly start to back off. And then that's pretty much the end of them. I mean, they don't they don't kill them all. They all kind of just turn and walk because in the in the distance you see that the sun's getting ready to come up. So all the vampires just I assume they made it back to that boat and took off. So um, Evan he's he's there with his wife. Everyone kind of comes out of hiding because they know the vampires are gone. And then. Evan and Stella walk up to uh, uh, some hill and they and they watch uh, the sun come up. Uh, and it was it was a tough scene too, man. He's just he knew he was dead or he knew he had to die because he was a vampire. So they're they're just hugging and saying they love each other. And all of a sudden the sun comes up and he just starts to 
get all flaky and he's starting to scream because it's burning him. We don't see actually see him blow up or disappear. He just kind of just dies. And then she's crying. And then that's that's your movie. I thought they were going to blow up like in um, Blade and all the other vampire <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, I guess they didn't blow up an interview with a vampire because uh, it was when uh, Kristen Dunst and that um, other lady just burned up. They just turned to ash. But yeah, this movie was awesome, man. I, I mean, I loved it. It was crazy. Did you ever read the uh, graphic novels? No, I didn't. Um, it sounds intriguing, though. Um, I did look into, I didn't watch, but I looked into the story of the second one, and it sounds like the wife is in L.A., and the vampires, like, track her down there, and I'm like, I, I, you know, it doesn't sound, from the reviews, it sounds like it was a mess, like it was a real low-budget, not great type thing, but it was like, what was the point of that? Like, they came to L.A., like... <laughs> it was trash. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah, she's uh, she's trying to tell her story and what happened up there, and she's doing like a um, I want to say a book tour or something, trying to go around and try to tell or warn people as as much as she could that the, there's these vampires are out there and everyone needs to to watch out, and then vampire are chasing her during all this because no one seems to believe her that's about as much as i remember because it, it was in good. la like busy yeah. la they're running around the city yeah huh. it was it was like what's it why is this called 30 days a night i mean i get it 30 days a night because it's got to deal with that story but there's no there's no more 30 days a night <laughs> so yeah I was like, and I was it's like, like right, la well. with the bright lights <laughs> yeah so i'm like all right whatever i don't know it wasn't very good if you guys have seen it you you know but i definitely want to read um the 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 graphic novel the first one it looks like there's a few of them there's 30 days a night then there's dark days uh return of borrow return to borrow uh bloodsucker tales three tales uh, spreading the disease ebon and stella red snow beyond borrow and 30 days a night, 30 days till death. Wow, I didn't know that was that many. So, all right, I'm going to have to check out at least the original one. That's the one. That's the one I want to read the most. I see that seems that's the one they based the movie on. But, yes, this movie was awesome again. came out uh, October 19th is uh, the day we are dropping this episode. So it's the anniversary. You do the math. I don't know what it is. But the budget for this film was thirty million, and it raked in seventy-five point five million dollars, and it got me for two movie tickets because I saw it twice <laughs> in the theater, and I bought the DVD, then I bought the Blu-ray. Don't know if there's a steel book, but if there is, I'll definitely get it. But oh um, yeah, I I watched it on. Uh... What was that? Pluto? Is that where it still is? Oh, no, it's not even there anymore. Uh, I think I, yeah, I was on Pluto or something. So that was actually a part of the experience to the commercials. Not too bad, but uh, they were there. <laughs> I watched it on, uh, I have it on Blu-ray, but I was too lazy to dig it out. And I watched it on AMC Plus, and it wasn't the letterbox version. It was the one that filled the whole screen. So it wasn't like it was a square screen. It was it filled the screen. But um, for this film, I loved the cinematography, like I said, and how they filmed it all. So I, I would have liked uh, the widescreen version. Um, all right. See, I knew I should have bought it. Uh, it's the the Iris figure. I'm looking on eBay. Fifty-nine ninety-nine. Oh wow! Uh, I saw it too at Comic Con when it first came out, and I was like, eh, "I'll get it another time." And uh, I missed it. Oh, here's another one. This looks like a smaller version. Uh, this one's only well, fifty-five. Never mind. I like the one that's in the. Oh, they even got one of the the little girl that was in the um in the store. 
that attacked it. Whoa, 90. Oh, no, it's 100 with uh, shipping. Nah, I'm good. I do want this iris. Whoa, $200? Hell no. Who do you think you are? Um, There's actually a few figures. Oh, there's a Marlowe one, too. Oh, man, these are steep. Huh. I'm going to have to be on the lookout. The one I want is the iris. So any of you uh, rich listeners out there that want to buy me something, I want the, the iris one that's in the uh, the shell case or the... The hard plastic one. That one. That's the one I want. It looks like the one when she's uh, half of her face is burnt. I saw another one when she. Oh, here's here's the other one. When she's just um, all bloody. No, that one looks like it's a custom one. Never mind. That one's pretty steep. But anyway, I'll, have to, I'll just have to keep looking. But anyway, everyone, 30 Days of Night, 2007, October 19th, mm. 2007. And uh, that is going to be it this episode. Um, the Zisu and I will be back for more, like we said, uh, with a few more. Some reality horror for you, you and some other uh, TV horror that uh, the Zisu wanted me to check out. Yeah. So we'll be back. We'll be, we'll be back with that. We are coming. Uh, we're, I think we're, we're past the halfway point of this month. So everyone. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we still got uh, another Less week. Less than uh, two weeks to Halloween. Yeah. So we got more of that and everything. So, yeah. So, but again, we're not dropping episode 300 until next month. So um, you got enough episodes. You got 31 episodes. Well, actually, 32 episodes because we did drop uh, episode 299 for you guys. So you guys got that. But we will try to do some stuff over on uh, Spotify with uh, more before you. Big Brother Lift. Bleh. Big brother yeah. listeners. We got something yeah, to go over there. Yeah, definitely got to do that. Yeah, the showmance is coming to an end tomorrow. One of them will be evicted. Yep, so go over to Spotify when you want to hear all that. We're not sure when it's going to drop, but just pop over there every now and then uh, and see. Follow us on uh, everything. Uh, we usually uh, throw all the links up there. So, But everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Come back tomorrow night for more. Be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. And we'll see you next time in society.